Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, guys. It's Max. I hope you guys are okay and you're coping. I know my emotions are all over the place. I'm incredibly overwhelmed at the moment and I'm feeling so many different emotions. Recording this introduction has been so very difficult over the last few days. And Joe, who works on the show with me, he and I have had many chats over the phone and he said, just be kinder to yourself. It's okay. Just say how you feel. People will understand. It doesn't have to be perfect. I've never been the type of person that writes things down I like to speak from my heart and just say what's on my mind but today I just feel so very like aware that I have to really think about how I'm saying how I feel and really know the impact it could make I'm devastated I'm heartbroken I'm shocked I'm disgusted I'm angry and I want the race problems to go away and I want things to be equal for all of us But it's not like that at the moment. And seeing George Floyd being murdered in front of us while we watched, it it just completely devastated me. And here's a, a black man that's got a knee to his neck by a white police officer who's supposed to protect us and three other police officers are watching and nobody stops. Nobody does a thing. I still can't understand. I still really can't comprehend what's happened, what we've seen and where we are right now in the world. But I am relieved that all four men have been arrested and charged and I hope that justice is served because what they did was disgusting and was terrible and they are murderers. I have so much admiration and respect for George's family. Every time I've seen them speak on the news, they've been so, so very respectful, so very positive and so kind and asking everybody to stop writing and instead to continue protesting peacefully because that is what their friendly giant, as they described him, would want. So we have an opportunity right now to make a difference and we want to be a part of that conversation at Flip Your Wig. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be posting a lot of recommendations for films, books, documentaries, um, things that you can do to learn to empower yourself and be a part of the change We'll put loads of links in the show notes, more than you're probably usually used to, to hopefully point you to a lot of different things that you can check out that can start that journey for you. I also want to say that this is an opportunity for us to do something really positive and to come together. Black, brown, white, everybody in the world can come together right now and really make a change. And that was proven earlier this week because 15,000 people protested in Hyde Park in London City and it was the same all over the world and it was so good to see an actor John Boyega just spoke so in a way that I think a lot of us haven't been able to so I just wanted to share a bit of what he had to say if you haven't heard or seen the video. We are going to try today, we are a physical representation of our support for George Floyd. Bang on them, we are a physical representation and our support for Sandra Bland. We are a physical representation on our support for Trayvon Martin. We are a physical representation of our support for Stephen Lawrence. For Mark Duggan. It is very, very important that we keep control in this moment and we make this as peaceful as possible. We make this as peaceful and as organized as possible. Because you know what, guys? They want us to mess up. They want us to be disorganized. But not today. 
he literally made me cry. But um, his words are so very important. That's John Boyega just talking from the heart. Black Lives Matter. Please, please, please don't stay silent. Be a part of the conversation and be a part of the change because we need to hear from everyone. Hey, this is Flip Your Weird with Max. All about creative people that never give up till they reach success and desires and true happiness. And we all need to just, like, love and support each other and that's what I think this new generation of artists is doing. What's up? Flipping our wig with Matt. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We've got three incredible singer-songwriters who are redefining the game on the show this week. All three chats were recorded pre-COVID-19, but the conversations are so relevant, so interesting, so inspiring that we wanted to share them with you and we know you'll enjoy them. I just want to tell you a little bit about each guest. Tori Kelly is a Grammy Award winning musician. Her music is awesome her voice is ridiculous and she's super talented she was so very open with sharing her journey and how much tougher it's been doing it the way she wanted to and I think you're going to learn so much so stay tuned to hear that we also have a woman that is making beautiful R&B soul music she has this personality that when you're around her she's infectious her name is Ari Lennox she impressed one of the biggest artists in the world so much J. Cole that he signed her to Dreamville that conversation is coming up very soon first though he sold out so many different venues performed at the Royal Albert Hall um, Roundhouse in London and also the beautiful Somerset House last summer I remember seeing him there and being blown away He is a man that has proven you do not need commercial mainstream media to get behind you in order to have a successful career in music. He has made touring a way of making money and sustaining what he does. He's an acclaimed writer. He has written songs for music scores and for films like The Equalizer starring Denzel Washington alongside Creed 2 with Michael B. Jordan. Meet Jacob Banks. Jacob, you're always on the road. I feel like even with the release of Village, which was definitely a project that a lot of people gravitated towards, did you have time to actually enjoy it and, and see what it did? For a long time, as you know, I've been I've been running this race for a while. And I know it seems new to a lot of people, but you know, we've been out here for about five, six years. And um, I think about two years in, I decided to myself that I wasn't going to allow myself to be quantified by by something I was never going to win. So what I did was I started working outside of being an artist. So I, I score films, I do things that allow me to have income in my actual life. So which meant that when I made music, I didn't need my music to validate me. So I didn't need, I didn't need it to be playlisted on radio to make me feel as though I'm doing something. I didn't need it to, like I didn't need it to do anything because my validation comes from outside of Jacob Banks, the artist. So Jacob Banks, the musician, yeah. validates me, Jacob Banks, the artist. It's just utter freedom. Like I make whatever I want, whenever I want, because I don't need it to sell well. I don't need to, I don't need that to make me money mm-hmm. because I do all the outside of the artist version of myself. That's a really rare place to be, especially as somebody, yeah, you've been doing it for five years, but I've been very lucky to interview so many different musicians and people that have been doing it longer than you. Musicians are perfectionists, but a lot of them are quite insecure as well and need sometimes people to... Absolutely. Oh, shit, my music does matter because I'm getting played everywhere. Oh, the DJs are talking about me. Oh, I'm on this list or I'm on this lineup. It's kind of super interesting that you have figured this out so early on and have almost prevented yourself from going on that horrible path of letting the game dictate whether you're good enough. And that's like, how did you do that? Um... I think just falling on your face a couple of times. And at some point you have to just realize you can't keep banging your head on the door and expecting a different result. So like over and over again, I've tried, like I've, I've tried to, to, um, to be as like cordial as I can be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it's just, hasn't been me. So I don't take it personal. I just don't think, I don't think I suit that style of play. 
So it's important for me to move myself out of that game. I, I don't think, I don't think there's anything wrong with the game. I just don't feel like my style of play suits that. Really cool. There are like a bunch of you guys oh. out here doing this. There's a, there's a couple of people doing it now. So like Coach Radical's doing it. Um, Labyrinth is doing it a yes. lot, especially this year. Like we got a cut with Beyonce. He scored a... a oh, Euphoria season. is brilliant as yeah, well. Euphoria. He yeah. scored all the music for that. And yeah. likewise, still doing his own. And, and you can see, you can see... Like you can just see from a distance that he is yeah. a lot more wholesome than mm -hmm. he was before because your validation goes out the window. Because what happens is if you're if you put all your eggs in one part, like like cool, my album needs to be amazing yeah. to everybody else for me to feel good about myself, mm -hmm. that's a high risk maneuver. Because it probably won't please everybody. And if it does if it doesn't get the radio you think it deserves versus what the radio people think it deserves, you feel like this is you feel like the world is saying my music isn't good enough, yeah. which is not fair on yourself. And no one deserves to go through all that. You know, I just feel like you have to preserve yourself, man. Like, life's short. I'm not out here to do my feelings all the time. It's getting harder to breathe. Change smoking your love. Can be good for my sanity. Can be good for my love. Change smoking your love. And when I saw Creed 2 and your track comes up when he's doing that training scene in the desert, I was like, firstly, this is the best track on the whole soundtrack. It should have been the theme. You make these epic tracks, even with the project. It was like you were always, in my head, perfect to do musical scores for films. Um, has this been something that you wanted to do or was it a thing of, like you said, it's another way for me to make money and look after my family and myself doing the other stuff that I really love? Um, it's always something I wanted to do. I remember, I think at the top of last year, I set a goal for myself to school films by the age of 14. It's quite a while. It was, it was, yeah, it was, very safe. It was a safe bet. I was we like, were, yeah. We weren't feeling confident. Yeah, I was like, ah, 20 years. Sure. <laughs> I can, I should learn something by then. Yeah. But like literally, I think January, January last year, I got my first gig. I scored um, a film for ESPN that was nominated for an Emmy, actually, yeah. called Crossroads. And I did the whole music. And off the back of that, just gigs kept coming in. And like I do, I do some scoring for power as well. And Creed came along with um, Ludwig, who's an incredible, incredible musician. He did like the score for Black Panther, mm -hmm. and incredible, incredible stuff. And he's, I met him in LA like four years ago. We, we were meant to work on Black Panther. But I was doing my album at the time, so we couldn't do it. And then he hit me up for Creed and kind of worked over FaceTime. I was in London, I did it in London and kind of just wrote the music so yeah nice. it was dramatic it, it was it was special for me i think i think when i when i when you get to be so close that's the validation i need like like it's not about like i'm getting to work with people that i genuinely adore yeah. like i've loved ludwig's work for years you know we, i also did um equalizer 2 for denzel washington okay. like those things i can i'm gonna be bragging to my kids when i have kids they can't talk to me anyhow. Like, I'm not just anyone. Like, look at, yeah, look, yeah, look at what I've done. What have you yeah. done? Do you feel it? Can you? Do you feel like there is naturally this time that's coming for you, or are you just literally going day by day? Just day by day, man. Like I'm literally at a stage in my life where I genuinely have all I could ever want. Like I've passed all the goals I set for myself. So I'm in a bonus stage right now. I'm just. Just eating good, living good, you know, just with my friends, touring the world. And this is just a bonus decision. I'm a writer so the wheels falls off and I'm you okay. Have you any gas moments? You're like, I know you said you've got some of your heroes, but you've never had moments where you're like, you lot didn't see this shit and look at me now, though. You, you know, know what I mean? I hear that so much about, oh, Jacob Banks is so underrated. And the reason why I don't, because I feel like to say I'm underrated is a slap in the face. Yeah to everyone who's bought tickets to come to my shows. Like we're playing Somerset House, yeah. 3,000 people, tickets sold out. Yeah. You know, we played Roundhouse a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. I said, this shouldn't happen. Like even taking this gig shouldn't, shouldn't happen after you just played a Roundhouse because you're like, it's hard to move so many tickets. Yeah. So for me to consider myself as underrated, I think it's an insult to people that fuck with me. Can I swear? Yeah, yeah for people that fuck with me, it's, it's unfair to, for me to to feel as though because like listening to music is whatever like yeah. spotify will push the music apple will push it pandora will push mm -hmm. it but when you say i'm going to spend my time 
I'm going to travel, spend money that I earn from my nine to five to come chill with you for four hours. That's special. And so, so I could never feel as though like, oh man, they should have, they should have. I just don't, I actually, in my heart of hearts, I don't think I could have been what they needed me to be. Like, I'm not, I'm not the radio guy. Like I can't, I'm not going to come play innuendo bingo. Like, so my point is, I understand that my, my, my being doesn't suit that sales strategy. Be good to me or save my soul. And leave me home. I've been running for far too long. Oh, oh, please be good to me. Audiences now no longer are so controlled and radio dictating the four artists that they feel their priorities they're going to play. I've been in the system and I've been out of the system. And I think we're living in a time right now where artists like you, artists like Chance, are so very important to us because people are wanting to hear substance, hear music that they can connect with and not have to be told, whether it's a Spotify recommendations list decided by four songs you were in the mood to listen to one week or radio's priorities, what what they should love and how they should enjoy it. So hearing you, whether it's Radio 1, whether it's Capital, or it's here, or it's on a specialist community station, I think we need to have you in those spaces because that's how the scene changes and you are changing it by proving we can do it without you. So at some point, and I've seen this happen numerous times, they have to jump on board because it's a demand and people love it and you cannot ignore that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I feel that way, but I feel like people. I don't know. This is my. It's my first album, Village, but it's my fourth project, and I've got knocking every time. I'll give you an example. There was a song on my album called "Be Good to Me," um, that I was, you know, my plugger, my radio plugger, felt as though it should definitely be played on radio, and he felt really strong about it. I was like, "Cool, like do your thing." He did it. Came back and said no one would play it. Cool. Just carried on anyway. Continued living my life. And then fast forward, the featured artist on the song is Sine Bose. So she comes. She she comes to play a show in London. And then when she goes into the radio station, they play the tune. So, do you say? Parks, guys. So it's like, so they play the tune when she's here. So it's, but I feel like she suits the mold more than I do. It's a, it's a, it's a lonesome place if you, yeah. if you, yeah, if your, if your validation comes from that, and it has been for me and I, I lost myself to it. And I was like, I can't allow myself to ever feel like this again. Mm. Like I have to find my validation somewhere else to allow me to walk amongst these people. Because my thing is, the end result's the same. Whether you sell a million singles yeah. or whatever, I'm going to see you on tour. This is the other aspect. There's a lot of people that get played on radio and they can't fill out venues. So I guess it's also about, well, what's more important? This is is hard cash. Like, like you you might get played on radio, your label sees the money, you won't. So like, I'll see you on tour. America's fallen in love with you. I feel like you're going to stay there because they show you so much love. Is there any intention to be there more? Um, No, I've never, I still live in London. I, I think everyone thinks I've left. Well, I technically live on a tour bus, but uh-huh. I still have an apartment in London. I can't see myself moving to America, not because there's anything wrong with it. <laughs> but um, I just feel as though if it was ever going to happen, it would have happened a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I, luckily, I think I've passed the stage where I need to, I don't, I don't have to kick down the door as much. If, yeah. I, if I had to be closer to the fire, I'd be there. But I feel like I can work from home okay. and still have the same impact. When sangria is pouring through you, you remember me. So this is the Biffy Lee Podcast. I'm Max. It's a place that we want to support creatives working in film and music that are going against the grain to do incredible things, necessary things that we can all enjoy. Right, and this week we have three guests. Right now, we are sharing um, a conversation that I had with singer-songwriter Jacob Banks pre-COVID-19. Now, the early days when Jacob was starting, probably about five years ago, about that sort of time, he performed at the Royal Albert Hall and he then had just sort of 
joined forces with one of the UK's biggest music stars, Rach32, and they became incredibly close. I was, was and still am Rach's biggest fan when I was a kid. Like I, I, he, he, he cusses me about it, but I have Rach's lyrics tied on my chest from when I was like 15. So I can never get too gassed. Like there was a point where I sat down and got his words tied on my chest. So it's not, so like my love for him and his craft, yeah, it'll be forever. What do you think about the new, he's got the dress, he's, he's got, yeah. What you, Rasta yeah, vibe. I like it. It was always bound to happen to be fair. <laughs> That's bound to happen. It suits him as well. Yeah. It suits him really well. And what's next? And I just want to keep making music. I want to enjoy. There's nothing lasts forever, not even the good times, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So just enjoy this. Enjoy this. Enjoy my friends. Enjoy being able to say we were here. I feel like my job is, um, I'm settling into my role as a stepping stone. Yeah. I think I'm here to set up whoever comes after. Like, you know, I might not get that radio look you think I deserve, but but whoever comes after me, they'll be like, all right, could we, you know, let's help this guy out. Yeah. So um, I see myself, I see many of us, I see Labyrinth, I see myself, I see Koji, I see Roxana Maurice, there's many of us, Ray Black, who I feel as though we are, yeah, I think we are the stepping stones. It may not be us, but whoever comes after us, they'll have a fighting chance and I'm okay with that. It's the Flippy Week Podcast. I'm Max, and that was our first guest of three. I love him. His name is Jacob Banks. So very open. Oh, so talented as well. He's got loads of music out at the moment, so catch up. He's got this album called Village, which is so very epic. It just sounds like a soundtrack of, like, the most intense movie you could ever watch. Um, Please catch up on it. There's more in the show notes, and a big hug and big kiss. Thank you so much, Jacob, for taking time out and chatting to me. Right, still to come. A lady that talks from the heart about her experience of going a different route in the music industry to be herself. Her name is Tori Kelly, but first, she is one of the freshest talents in R&B soul music. She is awesome, and when I was around her, her energy was just incredible. I wanted to just like stay with her and say, don't go back to Atlanta, stay here. Her name is Ari Lennox. Uh, before we press play, I just want to let you not know that during my chat with Ari, um, the Marge Simpson voice, I um, literally the night before, been out, screaming, partying, all that kind of stuff, something I haven't done for a while. So, um, sorry about the voice. <laughs> all right, check it out. This is Ari Lennox on the Flippy Week Podcast. Red Square that you did Uber driving for like two years. Ari, and now look at you in Universal Records. You've gone through some journey to get to this point, right? Yeah. yeah. It was an intense journey and took a lot of Red Bulls and a lot of constant breaks and snacks to get through those long 10-hour drives because you might wind up driving for 10 hours a day and still might not make $100 in that day. You know what I'm saying? So and your face must have I wish you were my Uber driver. Oh, playlist! Oh my god, you you must have had the sick playlist in the car. I did. You know what's funny? Like at first, I I'm such a rebel because at first I was like, okay, well, let me play like pop music to some extent, so that like to appease to everybody or to appeal everybody or to the masses or whatever. And then I was like, fuck that. You come into my car, it's gonna be an experience. So I had the D'Angelo rocking, the hiatus coyote. Allow SWV because I wanted to use it as an opportunity to hit people to yeah. soul and R&B if they weren't hip to it. So. There was a couple numbers I got, a couple numbers, um, but one wound up being crazy, and one was just a sweet. He was a sweet man uh, from Richmond, Virginia, but I just. I think he was just too assertive and I just I got freaked out. But now he he's almost married to this sweet lady. So I'm, it worked I love that out. you stayed in touch. Yeah, we kind of like on Instagram. And um, this one guy who wasn't attractive at all. Um, I don't know if this is borderline prostitution, but he paid me $60 to um, have a drink with him. So... Well, if you were having a break at that time anyway, you didn't do nothing. It was right. kind there of a break. There was no there was no sex or anything like that. Yeah. Or no kiss, no nothing, but never. 
But uh, I did. I was going through it financially, so I took that sixty, and I had a nice drink with them. And uh, you look really like um, distressed, thinking back I'm, to that I'm time. I'm so sad that I, because I remembered, and it's just a sad memory. I'm so like happy that you went. You you went on the whole journey to get to this point, and um, the music is so about you just saying what you think about men relationships finding the one I, I hear that you found the one now I'm so happy for you but all those men must be so pissed off um how did you know he was the one because you strike me as somebody who was looking for a particular type I wouldn't say fussy <laughs> I think because he was going through a lot and I was going through a lot and I think the fact that his problems it just was never too much for me to like deal with. Mm -hmm. And, and the same thing with me, like I'm a lot to deal with too. And he just kind of just, he's so strong and so patient and his love is so pure and unconditional. And I just think the consistency, the loyalty, how much he loves my dog, how, how he takes care of my pup. Like I remember we were at the Zaxby's. I'll never forget. It's this uh, amazing restaurant. And, yeah. um, even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Um, in Atlanta, Georgia, amazing restaurant. Yeah. And um, we were in the drive-thru. And he, we stopped, we stopped and G was just panting in the back. He was panting. You could tell he was thirsty, about to die. Kevin got out the car and just started feeding him water, like out, out of the window. Oh. G had his head out the window. He was pouring the water bottle in G's mouth. And I was like, what That's are so you? You angel. Like, why do you love my dog so much? Like, oh, yeah. you're the perfect man. <laughs> Sometimes it's that simple. <laughs> like, he stayed home. Um, he stayed home in uh, Atlanta to watch G. And I'm kind of, I kind of resent my dog right now because I <laughs> wish, you know, my man was here with me and he would have been. There is a really raw honest bad girl in you as well and it's really it's such a contrast because there's this sweet beautiful girl and then there's this other side and we get to see her a lot on your insta um live and she's incredible is she a character or is that really you legit she's me i mean i i think i feed off of the energy of the live and yeah. and i i jump out there but of course like if we were to hang out usually like i'm this energy it takes a lot for me to be super like lighting a bottle somewhere. It's like, where's her bottle? No, 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 no. Cause no, not all the time. Sometimes, yeah. but I like to be, I guess, pleasant during the interview. <laughs> yeah, you always look really sexy as well. Like you just look like at any point you might strip, clothes might come off, and I've got a bottle. So don't get me started. <laughs> I think. Deep down inside, I always make these threats at my shows that it's so hot, I'm about to take my clothes off, yeah. or um that if you guys keep smoking weed i'm gonna get high i'm gonna catch the contact yeah. and these clothes are coming off so yeah. well, i'm so. this close to stripping actually kevin might have a problem but 
That's the only okay. reason. <laughs> Yo, there were some things I was going to do on IG Live this year. It was some things that happened this I love year. It, like you're prepping it like an album. Yes. The things I was going to do on my IG. It was things. <laughs> but I, I, I told Kevin, yeah, I'm thinking about doing this. And he yeah. was like, no, okay. I don't think it's a good idea. You know, it's this close to flashing. Oh, Kevin. Yeah. As long as it's tastefully done, like it Kevin. Well, then no, Kevin it shut was, that shit down. It was going to be a quick thing because it was a long story. I, Can we keep you? I want you to stay in London. Don't you just want to keep her? Me and Lauren were so looking here. forward to meeting you. We were like, she's our girl. We need to keep her. Stay here. I don't, she's staying, mate. It's just such good vibes. Yeah. It's a whole beautiful world. I just want to get out of like this one-sided view of life that kind of America like ingrains in all of us out there. And I just want to live my life. And I think it's such a beautiful like country. But here. you know what's amazing is when I was watching the Dreamville documentary and the behind the scenes, which is awesome, please. It's on the blog. Check it out. We'll put a link. And when I saw all of you lot vibing, it was such a beautiful thing. And I've met um, Earth Gang, Mariba, and I loved everyone's energy and I can see I'm so like happy that you've all got each other because you're all talented but you're all there's no ego there's oh, genuine no. beautiful souls to be amongst all these people and that family Ari how is that ah, it's great I'm constantly inspired by Marie but she's phenomenal legend you know and I I just love her I love being around her same thing with Chid he's an angel like literally this man is so sweet yeah. and works so hard inspires he inspires the mess out of me mariba doesn't know she's been inspiring me since be before dreamville my early 20s like she's been dropping beautiful music with you know her and her guitar and or guitar vibes and um it was just gorgeous Said I love my girls when you are you could seduce me with your eye don't want the smoke don't waste my time I'll be open for you. J. Cole, met him a couple of times, adore him. He's now a friend and he's also, I guess, in some ways a mentor. And I would think you were a fan of his music as oh, well. Definitely. So how have you managed to smash all those different relationships together and be able to just see him as, yeah, he's just another human <laughs> that I'm friends with? Yeah, I mean, he, well, that's it right there. He's a human that I'm friends with. He, I mean, but he's great. Like, he's, he's funny, he's sweet, he like you said a great mentor and great at just leading and guiding and just he's just a cool real ass person when i was watching the documentary there was one moment that stuck with me there were quite a few but there was one particular moment he was i think they were mixing and mastering certain tracks and there was one song being played to him and he was like yeah have you speeded that up have you did you put the bpm up to the guy and the guy was like he says you have haven't you you have, I know, I know. And he was like so meticulous that like you could hear like oh, one little bit of a speed going up on a track. Oh and I was like, oh my God, when he's in his studio mode, he's actually quite scary. Oh. <laughs> I mean, a little, I mean, more so of a perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. A perfectionist and um, intense, but beautifully intense. Like we as artists, we just know what, he, what we want. And I, he's been grinding for so long. So he's going to be like adamant about what he wants and, I mean, usually it, he winds up being right. It, it comes out beautiful. But with your project, because you're quite a confident, opinionated woman. I know this bit, there were a couple of times you clashed, but um, when do you know, like, he's not buckling and I'm going to allow this time? He's going to get this one. Do you Have you allowed it sometimes? Oh, definitely. <laughs> There's no, like, it's hard to have a, a debate with Cole. Cole is very, like, serious about his point of views. Yeah. But it's cool. Like, certain things, I just know, okay, I ain't going to talk. I ain't going to talk with you about this. I was just talk to my friends about it because I ain't, I don't got just, time to be arguing with you. Do you ever get, like, the text when you're on live stream? Like, what are no. you doing? No. <laughs> no, sometimes Cole watches. Mm, yeah. Does he, like, you any, does he send him like, oh, you got to hold it down? Or does he like, he's up? Yeah, well, wait, hold hand. Does that hold it down? Like, you're so wild on there sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think yeah, he likes it. I mean, so you've never been told by anyone in your team, like, last night you went, a, you, I love that. Freedom. Yeah, so it's extreme freedom. They love nice. when I'm being my wild, crazy self. They think it's funny. <laughs> Cross 
I know the music is obviously really connecting now and you've been doing your thing. Your voice is incredible. Your personality is so infectious. And I think sometimes when people make real soul with so much, um, that's just so authentic, people expect you to be quite introverted and shy and quiet. And But you're the opposite. So how has it felt like performing those tracks live and then connecting with people who have bought the album? Oh, it feels amazing. It feels cool to see like black faces yeah. just like identifying and relating and yeah. and just feeling free because I feel like there's not a lot of music out there that really celebrate like us and people of color and, and curly hair and kinky hair. Like sometimes, um, I don't know. I just feel like the media wants to show a certain thing. Like even with a yeah. fair skinned black woman, you might see a black woman with her 3A curls, but there's fair skinned women, black women with 4C curls. Why don't we see more pictures of that? Why don't we see more dark skinned women with their 4C curls yeah. on, on commercials and, and, and movies? So I, this album was for us so that yes, we could okay. feel, you know, included in we love. We were at Love Box and Solange, obviously, she's, she has that same philosophy as you. And it was really nice because brown and black women were like, oh my God, she's celebrating us. But white women still felt a part of it and they understood yes. it because sometimes it's like you feel guilty, like you don't deserve to have your own something special for you. And I think it's really important, nice that you said, I made this album for black women yeah. and you own that. Yeah, like that, that is what I made it for. But at the same time, I do want everyone to feel loved and included. It's just, you know, I just feel like we just need more love because I feel like a, a lot of times we are neglected and we're used for like our nurturing skills and our inventions and the things we give to the world. But sometimes we're not credited for it and yeah. loved on. So it's like, I don't know. I just wanted to just glamorize us Good. a bit, you know? Yes. And it's beautiful. Listen, it was such a pleasure to meet you. You are incredible. I wish you the most success and happiness. So Kevin and the dog. Um, so are amazing. you. And keep being ratchet on Thank your you. life. Okay. We love you. <laughs> I will. Thank you so much. I love her. I just think she's an incredible human. Her name is Ari Lennox. She's got loads of music out at the moment. Catch up. Go to the show notes. There's loads of details there. She had this project that she released last year called Shea Butter Baby, which is so stunning. And then she did a remix package also. Um, catch up and let us know what you think. Right, are you ready for another guest on the Flippy Week podcast? She's somebody that I consider a friend. I've known her for a little while. And what I've loved about her is that she's never, ever compromised who she is. She lets the music do the talking. And I feel like her voice in this space is so very necessary. Are you ready? Here's my chat with Tori Kelly. So after uh, sort of the, the last album cycle, even before I put out the gospel album, I sort of went straight into um, writing just for the next album. And it, I there was a lot of things going on in my personal life, but I was sort of just pushing them to the side. I wasn't really connecting that with my music. So yeah. I'd be writing over here and then kind of going through a lot and there was just no connection until about a year into that process. Um, and this was after, you know, now I had done like the gospel album and everything that kind of like fell out of nowhere, it felt like, which was incredible. But then around that time, I started working with Jimmy Napes. Who's yeah, we like him. Shout out to Jimmy. Of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and very, yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of, like, UK influence, I feel like, in this album. Yeah, but, yeah, especially, you know, from Jimmy working with him, it was just incredible because he opened up this whole new thing for me where I just started sharing stuff with him and opening up. And at that point, it, it was pretty built up inside of me too so it was like perfect timing to work with someone like him who's already just so good at I think um just kind of caring for those emotions and being mm -hmm. really gentle and yeah um, not being afraid though to go into those deeper places so it was kind of like a form of therapy for me I'm actually shocked Jimmy has brought this out in you really because like, he's yeah. like so, I mean I've only checked him a couple of times obviously yeah. from Sam Quabs Disclosure yeah. but he's such a He's a really sweet character, though. Yeah. And it's just really interesting to think that this man has managed to, like, pull out <laughs> all this really personal, vulnerable oh, yeah. stuff that nobody else has managed to get out of you. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it was a lot of things that just came together at once. And there was one week I came out here, and <clears throat> it was we wrote, like, 
change your mind, sorry would go a long way, and before the dawn in one wow. week. And, and this is out of, like, probably hundreds of songs mm. at that point that I had. I was trying to, like, organize them. And then I, I got to him, and it was like, oh, okay, this this is going to be mm. the sound of the album. So it was it was just, it was wonderful working with him. And even though at times it was kind of scary mm. and uh, just felt like I was going too, too personal, um, it was ultimately freeing. And, and Jimmy was also really good at just... Um, he helped me see that that was actually a good thing, like to be uncomfortable a little bit. The sweetest I've ever known. I swear that he got a hold on me. And now I can't let him go. I feel like you put tears, love, sadness, oh. happiness. You put so yeah. much into this. And Lots I feel like, much. yeah, like, but at, yeah. The same time, at the same time, it's super brave. Because mm. everybody has got used to you being this incredibly talented singer-songwriter who they kind of think they know. Mm. I know what she does. Yeah. I know what she's about. And I think when you do the gospel album, for those that were Raw fans, they knew where that came from. But for other people, it was like, oh, what's Tori mm. up to? Yeah. <laughs> and now putting out this project, I think it's even yeah. better because it just reminds people that actually you don't know. I'm growing. I'm changing. Mm. And there's so much more to me than any of you realise. Mm. Yeah, and I think it was time for me to start opening up about mm -hmm. that stuff too because I think the first album, even though I had songs out before that, when I put out Unbreakable Smile, it I wasn't really thinking about like telling my story other than, I mean, there was a part of my story where it was like how, I guess, how I started and, you mm -hmm. know, make, trying to navigate it through the industry. Like there's songs about that on that album, but it was really just an, an introduction album and like, here's me singing these songs and mm. I, I definitely put my heart into it but I think this album is like the most vulnerable vulnerable mm. uh, that I've ever been and uh yeah I hope I hope people can connect to it in some way interludes I yeah. love an interlude an yes, R&B 90s album I used to always have an interlude <laughs> people stopped doing interludes and I was like I thank know. god you lot are all bringing it back because I keep yeah. seeing interludes now yours yeah. was so very special yeah. how the hell did you dig out video audio from when you were a little baby? Did your like shout to your mom Laura by the way? Oh yeah, miss you. yeah. Does she just have like a little shoebox of like she keeps everything. Yeah, no. So we, <laughs> I so I I randomly was going to visit home mm. and on the way there, and this was like album needed to be sent in like mm. ASAP, like it was crunch time, and uh, I was on my way to visit, and I was just thinking like. I need, I need, and I, I, well, I had been messing around with interlude ideas, and at first it was just going to be, like, maybe some cool, like, some strings, yeah. like, Jimmy had all these, like, string sessions that we were kind of messing with, so I was like, okay, that'll work, but then on my way there, I'm like, what if I grabbed these home videos and just, like, let me just see what's there, right, mm. so I, I went home, I grabbed videos, because I knew we had them, I knew my mom had, mm. had kept them, and then I took them back home, and I spent two nights just like I barely got sleep at that, at that oh point God. and I, my eyes were just like bloodshot from like crying and I I just came across like these these clips that went so perfectly with mm. some of these songs that I was that I already had so the, I mean the one that really stands out is the one uh I found that I, I knew I wanted a clip of my grandfather because I have a song specifically about him yeah. um and he's passed and so it's just a song about just missing him and so I was like it'd be great to just find something with him in it and one of the first tapes I put in it's him doing my baby dedication and he's like praying for me and like mm -hmm. holding me and I was like oh my gosh and I'm just like alone just, yeah just bawling and so moments like that it was it just felt like the perfect uh sort of cherry on top when she shine and grow and health and strength be a blessing to her parents and a blessing to you most of all. Lord, use her as your will be. Let your grace shine on us and let your mercy be ever uh, present. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's like, yeah, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Yeah, he's like, you're going to be fine. But it was really cute. There's one interview that I wanted to talk about. Um, 
and you're it, it seems so out of character for me for the girl that I know but it just shows you I don't know you fully yeah. anyway but um it the was four, just, the four-year-old version yeah the four-year-old version of you was like mom can I sing in this swimsuit yeah <laughs> like some Victoria's Secret angel yeah. and it was just the cutest conversation oh do yeah. you remember having that conversation I I just remember I don't remember that conversation in particular but I know I was always singing around the house mm. and I was always like performing for my parents and I think even then you'll you, you'll hear in the clip like I was I was really shy even then mm. I mean I'm still I consider myself as like a shy person but even then there's a part in the clip where I'm like, it's okay, mom, I'm not embarrassed anymore. I'm gonna so I'm gonna practice and pretend that there's an audience. Like at four, like I was already trying to talk myself into like being a performer, which I thought was so funny. But it was so cute though. Yeah. It was so cute. And it was just your mom was just humoring the whole conversation. Yeah, she's like, sure, whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when you said you're not nervous anymore, I just thought oh. that was so beautiful. I was just oh. like, and then it goes it goes straight into the song. And yeah. that song, can you talk to me a little bit about that track? Because I think yeah. it's one of it's one of the standout tracks for me on the album, oh, and I think you. it's going to touch a lot of people. Thanks. Yeah, so Kid I, yeah. Kid I Used to Know, um, that, that clip I thought was just really perfect for that song because that song's really just about trying to find that inner child mm. again. You know, I think we all, like, spend so much time trying to grow up and become an adult, yeah. and then when you become an adult, you're like, oh, wait, I need to remember, like, mm. you know, that innocence, and we're trying to find this sort of, uh, youthfulness again so it's it's kind of ironic how that happens mm. but um but yeah that that song I, I I really felt like in this season I was uh just missing the simplicity of mm. being a kid and how kids just have no cares they have no worries they mm. don't care what people think they you know they're just having a great time actually represent something very different in music and the culture because mm. you're a female artist that is doing something that is not the same as everybody else and maybe now it feels as though there's more people that have perhaps on the back of people like you feel like they can come out and keep oh, their clothes on and sing and play instruments mm. and not feel pigeonholed um but it's not been easy because you've mm. made this decision to be authentically you and make this musical sound that sometimes people think is for an older audience. Mm. By the way, her show was full of like young people, <laughs> just so everybody knows. Yeah. And it's in some way made your journey, it's going to take longer. I guess what I'm trying to say is um, well done you because I, I don't know if you realise it. I mean, have you felt it? Have you felt like you've had to almost see yourself out of whatever is considered mm. the pop lane, the popular format yeah. that fits in and gone on a different route and then was it deliberate or did it just happen that way mm. well first of all thank you yeah, I didn't say it properly um, I said it really bad and my, no, but... my note to her was a lot better I might just put that up that made more sense yeah no I mean it's it's really awesome to hear you say that because I think um before anything really happened with my career mm. I just remember being in my bedroom and I would just be sitting there with my guitar and kind of real I, I just remember thinking like you know if I don't want to compromise at all this this really might take longer like I might you know who, who knows what's going to happen but all I know is that um I have this guitar with me I know that I can sing I can yes. write songs and you know if I if I'm going to play coffee shops for a while then like yeah. awesome um yeah. if it grows then awesome so I, I I just sort of I remember having that mentality and kind of like being okay with that and then as things started kind of rolling and I would, you know, post videos on YouTube and start doing like bigger shows and stuff. I just thought it was so crazy that that very thing that I thought wasn't going to do well, it was what people were connecting with. Mm. And so even now, like I, I just try not to think about the, I mean, it's hard sometimes, of course, because you know, the numbers and like the success of it all, it's, yeah, it's the awards and stuff. It's all like amazing and it's so awesome. But I just, I try to just really focus on the music and like, what, what do I want to say? Um, what, you know, who do I want to be as an artist and not trying to like rush to the top or like rush to, you know, a certain spot or like a level. Um, and that's, so it's really cool to hear you say that cause mm. I, I have thought about it and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with whatever, mm. you know, I've let, 
let God kind of lead the way on that yeah. one. I envy the cup of coffee that kisses you every morning. That pillow caressing your cheek when you are tired and yawning. Coffee sounds so love strikes right now. Literally, like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, that guy must love this song. He must play to himself every day. No, no, he doesn't. But is it nice being married? Like, is it suit you? It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's. It's it's crazy, but it's awesome, I and mean, we're we're learning a lot. And yeah, it's, yeah, we we're we still got a long way to go, but it's it's really fun just getting to do life with somebody. Huge thank you to Tori Kelly, Jacob Banks, Ari Lennox. I love all three of you. It is so inspiring and so necessary to hear musicians, creatives in the industry that are being successful but doing things in a different way because not everybody follows the same path and when we have a point of difference when we hear these stories it just inspires us that actually maybe I can do it my way so thank you to Tori, Ari and Jacob for just being so real and so open right I just wanted to share something that's a a bit exciting Joe and I Joe who works on the show with me and we were talking and we've really enjoyed we are one the global film festival that has been streaming on YouTube over the last few days it comes to an end on a Sunday so we've supported a lot of the different films over on flippywig.net but there was one film that we both really felt touched by it's called No More Wings and it's been um, written and directed by Abraham Adiyami and we want to showcase this film and the talent behind it so on Monday we are unleashing another podcast wish us luck we're going to do the interviews build the podcast for you this weekend and then hopefully on Monday you can enjoy it so that is coming your way guys please be safe please keep learning keep reading there's loads of links in the show notes put out love and let's just all work together for a better world sending you lots of love and we'll catch you on Monday bye planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.